What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Pocket Podcast. Tanner Demling here with y'all, as always, coming to y'all here from Louisville, Kentucky. We continue the talk of transfer portal and coaching carousel here on today's show. And I want to start here in the transfer portal. Um, we'll talk a little Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse in and out. So, um, first, let's talk about guys that Syracuse is um, losing. I should say one guy that Syracuse is losing, and uh, that is Brendan Alves, the defensive midfielder, is grad transferring to Johns Hopkins. Um, big get here for Hopkins. Um, Syracuse hasn't been incredibly deep at the Defensive midfield spot certainly wasn't this year. You've got a lot of young guys behind him, um, unproven guys. It'll be interesting to see what Syracuse does there at the defensive midfield spot in 2023. And we'll get to, uh, excuse me, in 2024. And we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but Brennan Alves was an incredible player for them. And seeing him go to Johns Hopkins. Um, you know, someone said if he's faithful, might not be the uh, the best of images. Uh, but certainly uh, another big pickup there in the transfer portal from Peter Milliman and the Blue Jays. They picked up Chase Owen earlier this week. We talked about um, on, probably, was it two podcasts back now? Earlier that we talked about that, where Chase, Chase Owen, uh, the Cornell goalie, going to uh, Johns Hopkins as a grad transfer, reuniting with Peter Millman. So another big pickup here for Hopkins. And I uh, think as you saw kind of a mixture of veteran and younger guys play at that D-mid D-mid spot for uh, Hopkins last season, get another veteran presence in there, uh, always a good thing um, in uh, my book and certainly always good, I, I feel, to have a – strong and sizable stable of midfielders offensively, defensively, that you can rely on and go to at any given time if needed. All these brings a ton of talent there and a proven record of success at the position to Homewood. Uh, now, in terms of Syracuse bringing guys in at the position, uh, Jake Titus from Union College, their Division Three program in New York. Uh, he is coming in as a grad transfer uh, for Syracuse in 2024. Uh, he is coming off a season, was a USILA second team All-American, a USA Lacrosse first team all-American at the Division III uh, level, uh, played all 19 games this past season. He uh, is a guy who is, is very impactful on the defensive end, uh, 42 ground balls, five cars turnovers this past year. He has 126 ground balls over his career, has 21 cars turnovers over his career. Uh, also a guy who can get it done. Uh, offensively when needed to as well. He had his best offensive season here in 2023 from a goal-scoring perspective, 11 goals. He also had three assists for a total of 14 points. Again, going to be interesting to see what Syracuse does wholesale 
at that defensive midfield spot where they do need some depth and where they do need, I think, to improve. Um, and Jake Titus, and certainly with all these gone, and Jake Titus can be a part of that answer there for the Orange at the defensive midfield spot in 2024. Now, another area where Syracuse has question marks, needs improvement, uh, heading into next season is the face-off dive. So Johnny Vacusa came in, was not as good as he was as a freshman at Canisius, as a sophomore in 2023 at Syracuse. I think he went 41%-ish in that realm. He was not as good as he, he needed to be for this team. And the faceoff dot was a weakness for Syracuse. You also had Jack Fine there. He was a sophomore this past season. He went 43% as the backup. I think he took like 72 faceoffs. Um, while Lacusa took upwards of 200 as the primary guy. Syracuse needs help with the faceoff dot. And they're also getting it from a talented Division uh, Division Three guy. Uh, the Division Three Faceoff Man of the Year, Mason Cone, out of Tufts, is coming to Syracuse as a grad transfer in 2024. Uh, Faceoff dot is, as I said, a big area of need. I, I think you could argue it's the biggest area of need for Syracuse. Um, and, and they're getting a big piece uh, to, to fill a void, to fill a gap there at that spot. He went 71%, winning 255 of 256 faceoffs this past season for the Jumbos, helping to lead them to the national title game. Tufts went 22-1 and this past season. That one loss coming to Salisbury in the national title game. Uh, Tufts obviously undefeated during the regular season. Um, a, a, a really strong year, a strong career that he's had. He's improved year over year at the faceoff dot. And uh, a really big pickup here for Syracuse. Is he going to be able to... Tra- I know there's always the question of like, is is the guy going to be able to translate to the Division One level, to the ACC? I would I, I would lean on the side of yes in this case. There's some cases where you can say that's a good question. Um, I think in this case it is a good uh, it, it's good judgment to lean on the yes he can't side because of the amount of success he's had. Um, he was the number three faceoff man in the country in Division Three in terms of winning percentage. Again, a uh, talented uh, season, a, a storied season, uh, kind of a storied career here uh, for Cone um, at Tufts. Uh, he played hockey there as well. Wasn't on the team in 2020, 2021 for Tufts. Um, and then was there in 22 and, and 23 and absolutely tore things. A part, um, yeah, big, big piece for, for, for a great D3 team um, heading up to uh, to Syracuse as a 
glad transfer. Uh, sticking with the uh, the faceoff dot uh, here for a second. Do you want to mention Matthew De Souza, the faceoff man out of uh, Binghamton? He is heading to another ACC school as a glad transfer. Uh, in and by the way, I'm not saying Binghamton's an ACC school. I'm saying we just talked about Syracuse. Talking about another ACC school here, um, Binghamton to Virginia is what Matthew De Souza will be doing as a grad transfer in 2024. He went 62% this past season. Uh, he went 55% in 2022, 57% in 2021. De Souza's been a guy who I've been immensely impressed with at Binghamton. One of one of my more favorite players to watch at the mid-major level. Uh, one of my more favorite players to follow at the mid-major level in college across the past three seasons for how successful he's been, for how important he's been for a Binghamton program that has surprised me. Uh, Coach McEwen's done a great job of maintaining success there uh, while you know, losing coaching staffs, not just one, one guy, but literally having to replace entire staffs, uh, losing top-end talent, and maintaining a consistent level of success over the past couple of seasons. Been very impressive. De Souza has been a big part of helping to maintain that success for the Bearcats. He's now going to Virginia, who also had a big uh, hole at the faceoff dot with uh, P.D. Masala um, graduating and, and obviously playing here in uh in the uh, the PLL for uh, the who's he play for the, the Whip Snakes um, now um, and he did he play this weekend yeah he went he played today and he played uh, last weekend as well hasn't had the best past couple of weeks in the pro game but had a strong debut um, there as he went fifty four percent and obviously very talented uh, college faceoff man in his own right, um, De Souza, a, a a big pickup there for Virginia at the faceoff dot. And I should mention Mac Eldridge, uh, the freshman, uh, really good freshman who came in for Virginia this season. Um, he is heading to Penn as a transfer uh, there at, at the faceoff dot. So uh, Virginia not only lost Peter Osala, but also lost. I think who many people probably would have considered maybe that next guy to step into the fold. Um, based on just how talented he was at the uh, at the high school level and and and, and kind of the um, what he brought as a prospect to the college game. That is uh, that is it for our uh, talk here in the transfer portal. Um, actually, do you want to? Uh, Real quickly, uh, mention there is another. Let me pull this up here real quick. Another transfer portal related uh, piece I do want to talk to you about. Uh, Colin Sharkey, Virginia, uh, Vermont uh, defensive midfielder, um, heading to Maryland as a grad transfer. He joins Jackson Canfield and Nick, uh, the defenseman, and Nick Alviti, the LSM. There. In College Park as grad transfers, second team All America East pick there, uh, 27 GBs, two goals, 
three assists, uh, very talented player uh, at the defensive midfield spot. And, and look, I've said this before, I, I think the number one area where you want to build depth in a team, um, obviously goalie is important, face-offs important, but the midfield in general. Offensive, defensive, two-way guys, it, it's important to have that midfield depth, to have a strong stable of horses that you can go to and count on. And Maryland typically has that. Uh, Maryland typically has that, um, especially at, at the D-mid spot over the past couple of seasons and in terms of guys who can impact the game on both ends. Uh, Colin Sharkey adding to that uh, midfield depth there for Maryland and John Tillman's squad here in 2024. As a grad transfer coming from Vermont, as previously mentioned. Now, let's get to the coaching carousel here. Uh, we talked about Dave Metzbauer no longer being the offensive coordinator at North Carolina the other day. And just days later, we get the news and official announcement from North Carolina, from the Tall Heels, Joe Brashy, that uh, John Thompson will be taken over as the OC at North Carolina. John Thompson was the head coach at Amherst for about a decade, had a uh, what I would call a shaky and controversial exit from the program um, that uh, we're not going to litigate on today's show, uh, but he went out to Air Force, had a lot of success as the Falcons' offensive coordinator. Um, he led an offense this past season that, um, and really his offenses at Air Force were never like cream of the crop in terms of best the best in D1, uh, but they were consistently good and consistently improved over the three years that he was there. Air Force's offense averaged 12.12 goals per game this past season, had a 30.2% shooting percentage uh, this past spring. You had the Falcons go 11-6 overall, 7-2 in A-Sun play. Falcons' uh, 2023 campaign ended with a, uh, I should say, included wins over Denver and Jacksonville, ended with a loss in the ASUN championship game to fellow Western um, Western foe, conference foe also, obviously, uh, Utah, uh, who won the ASUN this season, obviously beating Air Force in that game. Uh, they lost to Utah twice this past year. Uh, one of the two losses there in league play. Um, who was the other team that they lost to? I cannot remember that. You know what? I th was it Bellarmine? Because I think I was there, wasn't I? Eh? Yes, Bellarmine. I, I was literally at that game. Okay. Um, uh, Bellarmine and Utah being the only two teams in a Sun play that beat Air Force this past season. Uh, so a, a great year that Thompson had with Air Force as the OC. Pretty solid run there, as I mentioned, consistently improving. We'll see what he does here at, uh, at North Carolina. You know, he arrives in Chapel Hill uh, with an offense, or, 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 
I should say he lives in Chapel Hill, kind of coming off of a, a off of a year for North Carolina, which I mentioned on the last podcast, wasn't the best. Past two years haven't been the best. But the offenses have been pretty dang good. Um, North Carolina averaged 14.64 goals per game, ninth in Division One this past season. The Tall Hills do lose um, multiple veteran guys. Logan McGovern was a grad transfer. Harry Walford, another grad transfer, as well as Sean Goldsmith. Um, they do return, though, uh, what, what I would call a large, um, younger core for next season. Um, you know, you've got James Matan, who had a strong freshman season with 30 points off 18 goals and 12 assists. He was the team's fourth leading scorer this season in terms of points and in goals. Uh, you also have you know, Ryan Levy, who was a sophomore this past year at the attack spot. Anthony DeMarco, a midfielder who was a sophomore this year, showed a lot of flash. Um, and Dewey Egan, another guy that you can put in that camp as well. An attackman, Johnny Schwartz, was, was a midfielder as a sophomore this season. So a ton of younger guys there who played and contributed for this team last season in a multitude of ways, some much bigger or more often than others, but a very promising uh, young crop there in Chapel Hill. We know that 22 recruiting class was phenomenal, and this 23 recruiting class also includes some uh, talented players there as well, when you look at guys like Owen uh, on the offensive end, when you look at guys like Owen Duffy out of St. Anthony's, uh, Andrew Priest, who, who was a former uh, Villanova commit, um, and, and then also guys like, like Owen Dixon out, out of Royal Blakefield, the son of um, of uh, Mark Dixon, uh, Nico Cruz, this guy out of Georgia who uh, played his final year of high school class actually at Boys Latin. And then, oh yeah, the kind of elephant in the room I've not mentioned is Dom Petromala, injured this season, didn't get to see him as a freshman. He has four years of eligibility left. Be interesting to see how he does here in this John Thompson offense at North Carolina. Um, he's a guy that is a high school recruit. You watched and you said, okay, we are confident that he can have success at the Division One level at the college level, if he maintains this and obviously maintains his health, we'll see how he comes back as a uh, as a sophomore here in 2024. Uh, well, a, a sophomore in terms of a student perspective, a uh, redshirt freshman uh, as from a athletic perspective uh, here in 2024, but a lot of young talent for John Thompson to work with there at North Carolina. Uh, as the offensive coordinator, it's an interesting hire. Uh, but the North Carolina Joe Brashy went and got a guy uh, that was proven, and that, that I think is going to have some real success there with the Tall Heels as they try to move forward after what has been, uh, frankly, a uh, disappointing and an underachieving patch here uh, these past couple of seasons. And, and really, as we mentioned, could say. Uh, North Carolina has underachieved since winning that national title in 2016. Again, we'll see how John Thompson does you as the OC at 
North Carolina, leading a, a Tar Heel offense that's been pretty consistently good year over year um, with a number of different players contributing and certainly has a number of younger guys coming back in 2024 who uh, you expect to step up and, and take that next step uh, as well as any freshmen that come in and, and are immediate impact guys as well. All right, folks, that is it for today's episode. As always, you can uh, connect with us on social media, at Lacrosse Bucket, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can listen to the Lacrosse Bucket podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. You can go to lacrossebucket.com to get all your latest news and notes. 